Blessed Emilda was a young girl. She was born back in 1322 over in Bologna, Italy. She was raised in a Catholic household. Her parents taught her to love prayer, how to pray and to love prayer. And she especially loved praying the Mass. Her mother taught her how to cook and to sew to be able to give to the poor. About the age of nine, Blessed Emilda asked her parents if she could join the Dominican monastery. This is a tough decision for her parents. They were older, and this is difficult, but they said, yes, yes, you can join the Dominican monastery. So at the age of nine, she went and joined with the religious sisters, with these nuns. And she would pray with them. She would watch them go and receive Holy Communion. And she herself longed to receive Holy Communion. But this was during a time when the norm for receiving Holy Communion was for you to be a teenager first, go through a lot of preparation, and it wouldn't be until you were 14, 15, or older before you received your first Holy Communion. And so she would ask, quite often, the religious sisters if she could receive Holy Communion. And they would gently say, no, no, you're not ready. We need, you need to be a little older. And they eventually figured they'd, they'd persuaded her to put away her childish fantasies. And about a year or so went by. They were approaching the solemnity of the Ascension. This was 40 days after Easter. And as this great solemnity approached, Blessed Emilda began asking again. Although asking is probably not quite the right word. Probably begging insistently, persistently, in order to receive Holy Communion. And the sisters began to budge a little bit. So much so that they went to the priest and they said, hey, you know, she's really asking. She's a very devout, faithful young woman. Could she receive Holy Communion? And the priest agreed with the sisters that no, you know, the original decision still stands. She needs to be older in order to receive Holy Communion to the standard age, you know, 14, 15. So the priest went in. He was, you know, celebrating Mass for the religious order for the Dominican sisters. And after Mass, as the sisters were kind of cleaning up there around the altar, one of them looked back, and there was Emilda. She was kneeling, praying, and above her head was this, this light, this glimmering light. And in the middle of this light was there, just floating basically in the air, was our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. And the sister, the religious sister that seen this, she was kind of startled and taken aback, and she talked to some other sisters, and the sisters, they went, got, they went and they got the priest. And the priest walked in, and he seen this sight. Blessed Emilda, there kneeling, this light above her, and there levitating is our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. And the priest at that moment, knew immediately what the Lord was calling him to do. He walked over to Emilda, and he picked up the Blessed Sacrament out of the air, and he gave Blessed Emilda her first Holy Communion. Can you imagine the thrill for this young girl who had so longed to receive our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. The sisters, they, they left Emilda there for a time. She was kneeling. 
this beautiful smile on her face, just left her there in thanksgiving. Uh, this, this heart full of joy, receiving our Lord. They left her there for a time, a good, good chunk of time, and, and breakfast was, it was getting time for breakfast. They called Emilda, it's time for breakfast, come for breakfast. And she didn't, didn't respond. So they sent one of the sisters over there, and the sister found uh, Emilda kneeling there. She still had this beautiful, joyful smile on her face. And the sister reached out to her. Uh, hey, it's Emilda, it's time, time for breakfast, time to come for breakfast. And Emilda was still. Her body was still. And uh, the sister at that time realized that her joy, her desire was so complete that our Lord not only said yes to allowing her to receive Holy Communion, but he said yes to her to allow this young girl to be with him in full communion. She had died. She had gone to heaven. One communion uh, correctly received is enough to make a person a saint. This is what happened to Emilda. This is all that she needed. Uh, and the Lord so rewarded her that even brought her to be with him in heaven. The question today for you and for me is why doesn't Holy Communion transform us in this same way? Why doesn't it transform you? It has incredible power to do just that. The church teaches that the Eucharist gives you strength, that it's an antidote to daily faults, that it preserves from mortal sin. It increases, the catechism says, and renews the life of grace received at baptism. Pope Francis says that it has the ability to transform you into a gift for others. Jesus, of course, said in our gospel, he who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. So why doesn't more happen to you and to me? Why aren't we more transformed when we receive Holy Communion? Today is a great day to ask that question. Today is the solemnity of the most holy body and blood of our Lord, traditionally called Corpus Christi. So our Lord asked back in the 11th, 12th century for the church to begin celebrating this solemnity, this beautiful mystery that we celebrate of our Lord who comes to us disguised under the form of bread and wine. Looks very ordinary, right? He comes to us much the same way that he came 2,000 years ago when he came disguised as an ordinary man, looked like an ordinary man. Here was God here on earth. This is what we celebrate each Sunday when that bread and that wine is transformed, becomes the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ. So it looks like bread, looks like wine, but it's been transformed. And it can transform you as well. But the reason, I think, that why it doesn't transform us, why it doesn't work more on us, is because our hearts are not ready. We are not fully open to all that the Lord would do in us. Pope Francis says that the Blessed Sacrament has the ability to transform you if 
you receive the Lord with faith, meaning with piety, with devotion, with love. St. Faustina, she was a saint uh, religious sister, died back in the 1930s. She's the Divine Mercy sister. Uh, Our Lord once came to St. Faustina, and he told her, he said that when I come to a soul in Holy Communion, I come, you know, with all these graces, with all these gifts that I want to give to that person. I want to transform them. I have all these blessings that I want to give to them in Holy Communion. But often, they ignore me. They treat me like like a dead object. He said to St. Faustina that when I come to a person in the Blessed Sacrament, you know, it's, it's kind of like when a groom comes to his bride. When a groom comes to a bride, here he is, he's laying down his life, giving her all that he is. What does he expect in return from his bride? He expects her to reciprocate, right? He's offering his love, his whole person to her, and he would like for her to do the same for him, to love him in return. That's what our Lord asks of us in Holy Communion. This is what he told St. Faustina, that we would not simply, you know, take Holy Communion and onto, oh, what am I going to do after Mass? I'm going to go this place and that place and the other place. No, to, to receive him with that same love that he comes to us with. You know, the Eucharist can have a powerful effect if your heart is ready, if you are ready. So I think this is why oftentimes the Eucharist, the Blessed Sacrament, doesn't transform us. It's because we're not quite ready. We're not quite open to our Lord doing that. So how, then, do you become properly disposed properly open, uh, you know, have a heart full of faith and piety and devotion and love. How do you do that? What, what does that look like exactly? Well, it starts with proper preparation. So there's spiritual preparation. So that means that if you have any serious sins that you've knowingly, in, knowingly and um, intentionally done, these are what we call mortal sins. So these need to be taken care of in the confessional. Okay, so you get those things taken care of first. And then there's the preparation of simply getting to Mass, getting here ideally on time or even a little earlier so you can sit, you can quiet your heart, you can get your heart ready, get yourself ready to be with the Lord. When you're, when you're late for Mass and rushing to get in here, it's very difficult to do that. So, you know, if you were to go and visit with an important person, you're going for an interview or any, any of these things, you usually get there, arrive early with plenty of time because this is important. So also, with the Mass, this is the most important thing that can happen, where our Lord becomes present here among us. So getting here, getting on time in order to, or early, in order to quiet yourself, prepare your heart to receive the Lord. So this is kind of the spiritual preparation. Then is the bodily preparation. So we fast for at least an hour as Catholics, ideally longer. So when you're fasting before receiving Holy Communion, you're telling the Lord, Lord, my hunger for you is more important than anything else. And so I'm going to put you first. Uh, And so we fast for at least an hour, perhaps hopefully longer than that, getting ready for the Lord. And then, of course, the way that you get dressed. So we give our Sunday best to God outwardly. 
uh, in modesty. We don't want to draw undue attention to ourselves, but still giving him our very best outwardly and coming to Mass. If you're going to a church with a tabernacle, so this is a mission parish. We don't have a tabernacle here. But if our Lord is present in a tabernacle, of course, you come and you genuflect, showing outwardly with your body. Here, we bow to the altar, similarly to that. Uh, in this community, we receive Holy Communion, a kneeling, and on the tongue. This is a way that we show reverence with our bodies. Not everybody can do that. Some folks have difficulty kneeling, perhaps for physical reasons. That's okay. But those that can, we show reverence with our bodies. We receive on the tongue because we believe that our Lord is in the Blessed Sacrament is sacred. And sacred things, you handle them as little as possible. You go to a museum with, a, with an old manuscript, I can guarantee you they're not going to be passing that around and let people touch that. They're going to handle it as little as possible because it's special and they want to preserve it. So we show that same reverence to our Lord for, for sacred things. So these are all physical ways, bodily reverences, all these preparations. And then when you receive the Lord in the blessed sacrament, doing all that you can to stir up the fervor of your heart in love for our Lord and thanksgiving for the Lord. You know, this can really, truly transform you. This is an incredibly important time. Here our Lord is sacramentally present inside of you for at least 15 minutes or so until uh, the outward form of bread and wine is digested. But during that, those, that, those sacred time, that sacred time, those sacred moments, this is the time to offer up thanksgiving and love to the Lord. St. Alphonsus Liguori, doctor of the church from the 18th century, great teacher, he said, there's no prayer more agreeable to God or more profitable to the soul than that which is made during the thanksgiving after communion. Of all the times that you pray throughout the week in various different times, this time immediately after receiving Holy Communion, while the Lord is present inside of you, is really, really special, really, really important. So I'd encourage you to use that time well. Pope Benedict XVI talked about how, uh, you know, this is a time of really, truly personal encounter with the Lord, a time when you can be transformed into him, transformed into a sacrifice. The Bible says we're to be living sacrifices. So here we are at the sacrifice of the Mass, and you're taking that sacrifice inside of you. It has the ability to transform you if it's received well with thanksgiving and love and fervor. Thank you, Lord Jesus, uh, for all that you've done for me, for coming to me in this way, and just offering up your heart, a fullness of love to him. This is what it looks like to receive the Lord, to respond to the Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. With a heart full of thanksgiving, getting yourself ready, uh, confession, uh, getting dressed well, getting here on time, praying, giving thanksgiving, offering your heart up to the Lord, especially during that time immediately after receiving Holy Communion. This is how you do that. This is how you prepare, how you receive well. St. Philip Neri if you guys have heard of him, he was known as the Apostle of Rome, lived back in the 1500s, transformed that community. He noticed one day there was a man who had received Holy Communion, and then as soon as he received Holy Communion, immediately he jetted out the back door. Ever seen that happen? So that happens sometimes, right? Now, sometimes there's a grave reason where you need to, you know, take off. Maybe you get an emergency call or something like that. But 
Normally, it's better to, to stay uh, and think, use the time of thanksgiving with the Lord. But St. Philip Neri noticed this guy takes off to the door. So he, he calls to two altar servers, and he says, follow him. So the two altar servers, they take, they're each holding a candle, and they're following this man out the door with the candles. And, of course, the man is kind of a little bit startled. And so he, he's, he's asking these, these altar servers why they're following him with the candles. And he, he comes back into the church, and St. Philip Neri said this. He said, We have to pay proper respect to the Lord, whom you are carrying away with you. Since you neglect to adore him, I sent two acolytes to take your place. So, when you receive Holy Communion, don't be like that guy, right? So, instead, you know, be like Blessed Emilda. Prepare well, desirefully. The Lord would come and transform you. Spend time with him in adoration and thanksgiving. You may be transformed that he may be glorified. Amen.